to episode 23 of the Press Forward podcast. I'm Nathan Wrigley, and I want to welcome you back to the podcast. And if this is your first time listening, it's great that you found us. The Press Forward podcast is created by WP and Op. We're a non-profit working in the WordPress space to help you, your colleagues, in fact, anyone. You can find out more about the mission at wpandop.org. We'd love for you to get involved with WP and Op, and that can be done in many ways. You could talk about this podcast on social media, or talk about it on your own website. You could rate us on Apple Podcasts, or you can subscribe to us on your favourite podcast player, which can be done by going to wpandop.org forward slash podcast dash feed. We'd also greatly appreciate any donations that you'd like to make. As you can imagine, the support that we provide comes with a cost, and so we're asking anyone who feels able to donate to WPNOP to visit wpnop.org forward slash give. By doing so, you will enable us to keep this important work going and to help people who have a real need. You might also like to know that we've started a project over at head2.org, It's a bike ride of some 3,000 kilometres taking place next spring. A few members of the WPNOP community will be making this journey, and there's a couple of reasons that we're doing it. Obviously, it's a sponsored event, and so the money that we raise will assist us. But we're also doing this to raise awareness in the areas of physical and mental health. It's the intention to show that little changes can have a big impact over time. We're not athletes, and we're getting on with our lives whilst adapting them slightly to accommodate the time needed to train for this ride. We'd love you to spread the word about this project too. So, if you want to tweet or post about it, please feel free to do so, mentioning head2.org. The Press Forward podcast is brought to you today by Green Geeks. Green Geeks offers an awesome managed web hosting platform that's built for speed, security and scalability whilst being environmentally friendly. Enjoy a better web hosting experience for your WordPress website, backed by 24-7 expert support. And we thank Green Geeks for helping us to put on the Press Forward podcast. Regular listeners will know that we went to WordCamp Europe in Berlin earlier this year. We set up our recording gear in the corridor and talked to many people. It was a lot of fun. The corridor was a little noisy, as you might imagine, but it didn't spoil the conversations. Many of them have already been released, and you can find those in the Press Forward podcast feed at wpnop.org forward slash podcasts. Okay, so on to today's episode. Today I talk with Oliver Sild. Oliver is based in Estonia, and he's really into internet security. Having built websites in the past, he always found himself having to secure them, and so his agency built tools to monitor their own sites. It's a constant battle in which the bad guys make a move and you have to react. After doing this for a while, Oliver and his team decided that their internal tools could be used just as easily by others. And so the company WebArcs was born. They have made WordPress an important part of WebArcs, 
monitoring plugins and offering updates, and so that's why Oliver was at WordCamp Europe, to meet the people who use his product. We have a wide-ranging conversation, touching upon internet security, how to secure your site, what kind of things can go wrong, who is behind all of this mischief that we hear about online, as well as how Oliver has embraced the WordPress community. And so, without further ado, I bring you Oliver Sild. So today I'm joined by Oliver Sild. Hello, Oliver. Hi, how are you? Uh, good. Have I said your name right? Yeah. Sild. Yeah. It's Does Sild. it have a meaning? Does yeah, it mean- in, uh, it's in Estonian. So in Estonian, uh, most of the last names are actually coming from something that is like a physical, touchable things, you know, something like, uh, like a bridge. It's a bridge. Yeah, it's a That's bridge. That's what it means. That's yeah. cool. So we're in WordCamp Europe, which is in Berlin. Have you ever been to? No, never. Germany? No, 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 me neither. First time. Yeah, Enjoying but this it? looks cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's really, really different feeling here. Yeah, yeah. Have we tried schnitzel. Schnitzel. No. Yeah, we tried. It's uh, huge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, recommendation. I'll write it down. Write it down. Have you um Have you been to a WordCamp before? No, I haven't actually. No, no. first yeah. time. Any yeah. country? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's actually first time. I've been to like a smaller WordPress meetups. Uh, but not actually to the WordCamp itself. I, forgive me for being really ignorant. I don't know a lot about Estonia. Yeah. I just, I don't know. What it's happened. a small country. There's like only like 1.3 uh, million people. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So it's, uh, it's right, like, it's kind of on, in the north. We're like having like Finland is on top of us right now. And then there's, there's like Latvia and uh, Russia on the right side. And then, yeah. It's a small country. Do you have WordPress things going on? In yeah, Estonia? we have like we like we have uh, like few meetups, but it's still you know relatively small country. So uh, there's like some meetups going on in the capital, but it's not nothing like big there in this scene. But you've come here. What what are you what what are you hoping to do whilst you're here? I think like we have a lot of customers who are also here, and I think for one of the reasons is to actually kind of get just to you know uh, in touch with them. You know, get this like. Uh, like contact and this feedback, you know, what you can get from face to face. So I think this is like one of the very important uh, kind of values that we definitely get out of here. First, just forgive me, it just strikes me that we haven't said what it is that you do <laughs> in yeah. the WordPress space. So tell us a little bit about your, what, your, what your, your company is and what its history is and what its purpose is. Yeah, so uh, the company actually born out from a digital agency that was focused on uh, like web security. So we were doing like a secure web development to build websites on... Uh, back in the day, we didn't do so much of uh, WordPress stuff, but we all mainly focused on Joomla and, you know, uh, on the other CMSs. So, but we did like... A, our focus was to build secure websites and eventually we needed tools uh, to automate all that. So we started to build our own kind of a platform to kind of monitor the websites that we have already developed. And it ended up, uh, you know, building an actual platform that we now uh, have named as WebArcs, uh, which is uh, focused on component security, basically plugin vulnerabilities and so forth, and uh, blocking them in, the, in advance. So your websites won't get infected with malware. Uh, you can block all this malicious traffic and have these people on your websites that you actually want. Okay. And how long has it been going? So now it's been two years, uh, two years of active development, and we launched uh, back in 2018, July. Uh, in 2017, in the end of 2017, we uh, uh, were chosen already as one of the top uh, cybersecurity startups in London, uh, so in Cylon. 
so it was actually really, it's been very, I would say, fast journey. Yeah, amazing. Uh, yeah. Uh, really amazing. Do you, so you've come with like a hat on to just meet people who yeah. are already customers. Do you also have like the hat on, um, I want to meet new customers as well, make, make some connections with, I don't know, other plugin developers or like hosting companies or are you hoping to get some new business out of this as well? I think so, yeah. Like usually, like we've been going to a lot of uh, conferences like, you know, um, like Web Summit and, you know, different uh, like bigger ones, usually with a very strong focus of, you know, actually getting a partnerships and customers and so forth. Here, I would say I have a, a different feeling. I do have like a feeling of a more like a community feeling, more like just being open and so forth. Uh, but we definitely go and talk to the hosting companies and the different plugin developers who are here. Um, and that's why we are also hosting the work uh, like, like this uh, security meetup later today. Yeah, you've got an event. Uh, yeah. what, when you were thinking about coming here, what did, was that like, okay, we're going to cope, we're going to go, we're going to bring all the team along with us and we're going to put an event together? Or did, was that like, okay, we've booked the tickets, what else should we do? Exactly. It was like very, very random idea. It was, uh, you met Agnes, so she, uh, she just told me like in the last minute that, hey, why should like, she was going through the tracks, you know, like all these uh, different talks that are happening here. And she was like, like, there's so much happening, you know, when it comes to security with WordPress. Why is nobody talking about that? Because there's no talks about security whatsoever. Really? Yeah. At this event? Yeah. None? Yeah. That's surprising. Like there's nothing that is like literally focused on security, the whole ecosystem, uh, like the security and, you know, and we're like, okay, let's do a meetup. Is, so, it, a, is it a hard thing to, you obviously do it all the time. Do you find people in, interested in it? That, are people willing to talk about security or is it a bit like, oh, security i'd rather not think about it because actually at the, at the bottom of it nobody really wants anything to be yeah. insecure but also yeah. they don't, it's it's not the most glamorous yeah, subjects yeah yeah it's you have to make it kind of an easy to understand but uh in the same time if you make it too easy to understand that you don't gotta miss the point yes. so it is a hard thing to communicate for sure uh but i think you know it's getting better and better because you know all these different attacks, like you doing the, you know, lives and everything, you have like something happening every week now. So I think it's more and more getting into the eyes of people and into the ears of people. So I think they are, they can't even, you know, ignore it anymore. So this has to be talked about. Do you think it, the hackers, the, the people putting out, out this stuff, the, the automate, uh, you know, the bots and what have you, is it just getting, are they just getting better? Do we need to worry about it or, or are people like you actually on top of it? Can you stop this stuff or are you in a constant war of attrition? They come up with something, you defend. They come up, yeah. you defend. It's kind of two things like, um, I think it's still like a pretty, pretty constant war uh, in terms of, you know, finding out what is happening. We are doing, of course, things like, as I was, like we released, released this uh, uh, open source uh, static code analyzer. Uh, for WordPress plugins, which is basically helping the WordPress developers to find like a vulnerable code within their code before someone else does. So we do these kind of things that allow us to kind of be uh, kind of few steps ahead from the hackers. But at the same time, you know, there's like this ecosystem is so big, you know, uh, you still have like this uh, momentum of kind of, you know, feeling like, you know, following uh, the tracks and, you know, finding out what is happening and, you know, trying to mitigate sometimes and so forth. So I think it's the both ways. So what's the talk about that you're giving tonight at the event? 
what what's it what what have you got a title have you, you prepared something or is it like show up and talk to everybody or are you going to be on a stage and so we're having a small panel together with uh raj from uh, round cloud uh so we're gonna talk like uh more like openly about like what we think about the security in general what we see are the like bigger channel uh, challenges what are the upcoming challenges for sure and uh kind of like talk what we see like i have some statistics from our end to just you know show out and uh, Raj is going to talk a bit more from the hosting side of things and from the side of things of like uh, how he as a WordPress developer or WordPress uh, sites manager or sites owner see the whole thing. And I think it's going to be like a short panel, like 20 minutes. And then after that, like we have, we have pre-ordered a lot of beer. <laughs> Hanging <laughs> and, out and drinking and, beer. Yeah, yeah. And snacks and food and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be more like an open discussion between uh, all the people who are joining. There's quite a few, there's quite a few companies doing things a little bit like that so yeah. you know there was there was a few that was on last night i think it's a really nice thing to do have you have you got feedback about how many people are going to come yet yeah well we be? have reached out to a lot of people yeah. i think we are expecting like 20 to 30 people uh so we have actually uh, reached out to all the all the companies who are kind of doing something within security here like sukuri uh you know there's uh, blog guys here there's uh, uh wp scan i think and you know all these people who are here and kind of you know work with this on like towards the same goal you know uh we have invited all of them there so it's interesting to see if uh if they if they take take you up on your offer that'd be nice if you all got in the same room <laughs> yeah. at the same time do yeah. you are you all in on wordpress is wordpress what you do or is it just is webarcs you know you can use it with wordpress but you can also use it with joomla or Drupal yeah or yeah so yeah our, our focus from the beginning because we were not a wordpress agency so that's why we already had to have tools for securing sites that are running on Joomla, Magento, Drupal, and also like very native PHP apps and uh, PHP frameworks as well. So because of that, we have built the whole thing in a way that it is actually uh, already supporting all the PHP apps. It doesn't matter if it's running on any frameworks. Uh, it can be just, you know, vanilla PHP, bears, let's say. Uh, but yeah, we are focusing on component security. So component security... Uh, is affecting all the frameworks and CMSs. So but it's you, kind of... But WordPress is the big one. So well, it's 35% of the internet, yeah, so yeah, we can't really ignore no, that. Yeah, you know? at your peril. Yeah, yeah. 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 That, so you just talked about component security, you know, easy thing to say. What? What? What is it? What is that? You know, nowadays, the big issue with uh, web applications is that uh, nobody wants to really write a code anymore. <laughs> so... Uh, while on one hand it's like you know obvious you know it's very uh, um, productive you can get the things done really fast because someone else has already written the code for you so you can kind of put in puzzles like on WordPress install plugins and stuff you know someone else already solved the problem for you but the issue is that uh, while you do that you don't really check who wrote the plugins uh, you don't really check how well these plugins are written and you also don't have an overview if uh, these plugins like previously had any issues or if they currently have any issues uh, security wise. Um, and this is like a very, very attractive for hackers because you know, you can have one plugin that is uh, vulnerable for let's say like SQL injection or like cross-site scripting to, you know, inject ads to your website. And it just, you need just one, this one vulnerability and you can have access to tens of thousands of websites. So uh, this is like this component security from the application side. This has been a problem, uh, you know, years on uh, server side, you know, different uh, Apache models, you know, 
you know, all these different places. But right now, on our focus, we see that component security, how we call it, like plugins, extensions, like Drupal has extensions, uh, WordPress call them plugins. You know, they call them different names, but they're all components. So in these ways, I think this issue is growing rapidly. Uh, and I think this is like... Uh, like the whole thing around these, uh, you know, web development practices and things. Is it growing? Because it feels like it is. It feels like every, I mean, it's, it is. it's like, it's it kind is. of in the new, the normal news. Yeah. You know, not just, you know, tech news. There's, there's a significant amount of this stuff leaks into the normal, actual newspaper. Yeah. Um, because everybody's got stuff attached to, you know, I've, I've, offloaded my life to things online you know there's an awful lot of stuff in wordpress databases facebook has got a lot of stuff on me so you know it's i, I can understand why people are concerned about it but how do you like really how do you keep up i i can't even imagine what where, where do you go to find out what the latest threat is and what somebody just dumped on the internet last night yeah so we have like um tools built inside of the product so uh, we have like a separate tools also that we have built within the team so like for example the static code analysis which we do we basically pull all the plugins that we have on the wordpress repository and then run the static code analysis around against all of these so we have kind of a patterns of uh, different vulnerabilities have previously happened on some other plugins. And then we see if there's the same patterns in other plugins as well. So in this case, we can pretty much detect these vulnerabilities beforehand. Uh, the other thing is that we basically follow all the security blocks, uh, all the different uh, security databases and everything. And we have like a, our own separate dashboard for it, which has alerts and stuff and basically posts that in Slack uh, about all these things. And it's like, you know, automatically finding all the information from the web, what is coming, you know, concerned with WordPress and security. Is it ever possible to truly say, you know, uh, purchase any product, your product or a, a rival's product, that you've, you've got security down pat, you know, it's, it's fixed. My site is now no. immutable. Nothing can touch it. it. No, it's just... There's just so many, you know, even when, you know, technically, from the technical point of view, you might be able to, like, isolate it so well like you will find like like for example you lose all the functionality of your website so it can't be hacked from you know this side but eventually there's also you behind this so there's this person who have access to the site who can also be hacked so social engineering is also very very uh you know like a real thing that can happen also within the wordpress ecosystem i remember hearing a story i don't know how true it is but hearing a story about some seriously big it company and they hired this external guy to come in to sort of vet their security and the 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 external agent made the bold claim that um i i will be in your system within one minute and um and you know the guys were like no what no and so he said okay can can i have the ceo bring the ceo over and, and so they brought the ceo out and he said right start the clock and then he took the CEO to one of the junior uh, people in the security team. And, and he, because the CEO was stood next to him, he said, can, can you just give me the passwords? And obviously there's the CEO. And he said, yeah, sure, there, there you go. And that was it. He was in, bit of social engineering. Yeah, yeah. yeah just look, the boss is there. It must, this, this request must be legitimate. Yeah, it's too easy, isn't it? Yeah, social engineering is very, very, it's effective. Yeah. Like, phishing you know all this like spear phishing and all these things it's just so effective yeah and is there nothing that you that, i mean i presume there's nothing that you can do about that you just sort of man the boundaries and hope for the best of it 
Well, you, basically what you can do is, you know, try to make your team as aware of as possible from the mistakes like that can happen or like from the things that or like the risks that are there, you know. But also in the same time, you have to tell your team that if there are something that has happened, you should never feel ashamed of it because, you know, what what's really like a big, big issue is that people feel ashamed for like being, you know, stupid. Uh, but at the same time, actually, this is creating an opposite uh, issue because in this case, these people are not, you know, willing to say what happened. So uh, it's very important to stay kind of transparent, very open about these issues and kind of, you know, don't blame people for the stuff that happened because someone was taking advantage from, you know. So is, is WebArc, is it like a, a plugin that you install? Is it a SaaS solution? What does it look like? So it's a SaaS solution, but it's a plugin that you install. <laughs> so it's a, yeah, it's a bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, it's really easy to install. It takes you like, uh, let's really like one minute. So you, we have 14 days free trial. So people can just sign up, put their website in there, uh, just type in your URL. This automatic scans everything, uh, start right away. And then you basically, this, like the scans, what we do, like monitoring, uptime monitoring, security monitoring, all happens externally. So it's nothing actually done on your website itself. So it's very like, in terms of resources, it's pretty much nothing. So, but uh, to actually activate the firewall and hardening options and, you know, backups and everything that we have within the plugin, uh, then you just, you know, can pretty much log into your WordPress sites from uh, within our portal or just download the plugin and install it. So it's really, really easy. I think a lot of people who are listening to this will probably be, you know, like me, not really an expert in security, got a sort of vague understanding yeah. of what it means. But what, what some of the terms that you just threw out, you mentioned uh, firewall and you mentioned hardening. I hear those words a lot, but what, 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 let's start with the firewall. What, what is a firewall? What does it even do? So in our case, I think firewalls are also different. We have, uh, did, have, we have done a lot of kind of code analysis around different products that are on the WordPress market as well. So there are some of the firewalls that are, you know, just putting a lot of rules into your HD access code, for example, just, you know, to filter out some very just like basic uh, like patterns, let's say. But then there's also firewalls that are running on DNS, for example. So these firewalls are running, you know, on the network level itself, like Cloudflare, for example. I think also Sukuri does that. So these uh, firewalls really, you know, filter the whole traffic that comes against your website and basically filter out the, you know, malicious requests like bots and, you know, attacking, uh, you know, attempts and all that. And then there's like endpoint firewalls, like more like WordFence and like ours as well, like where basically it runs before the application itself in the application, but it's uh, filtering all the HTTP requests and uh, it's not just only on the Apache level. So for, from this side of things, I think it's, there are like different ways how they can work. Uh, but eventually what Firewall does is it uh, basically uh, tries to understand what is the traffic that comes to your website. Is it what you want? And if it's not what you want and if it's malicious, like, you know, trying to exploit some plugin vulnerability, for example, it will block the access. And uh, in our case, for example, it will count how many times this specific IP has, uh, you know, abused uh, the access to the website and then block it. So there's very different things that you can do with the firewall. Uh, so in our case also, there's uh, an option to write your own rules. So for example, you know, I always bring this up as an example, but for example, you can do a, a rule that will allow you to filter user agents 
and redirect them to, for example, to a specific website. So, for example, if a user agent comes with an old Internet Explorer 6, let's say, you can just create the rule and say, you, hey, redirect him to this page, which says, like, please don't look Chrome, you know. The police. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. police website. And so, okay, that's firewall. What's hardening? So, yeah, hardening is pretty much like uh, going, you know, there is the thing that with all software that is plug and play, there is default settings. And default settings are never the best settings. Default settings are always made just to, you know, work and to have as, you know, less support as possible. So for that reason, basically, uh, hardening is important to kind of, you know, uh, like turn, uh, kind of turn down the features that you don't really use uh, and make them like, for example, you know, permissions, file permissions, for example, and so forth to like kind of uh, make them a bit stronger than they would on, like would be on default. So under hardening settings, you can find like, you know, uh, blocking X, uh, XML RPC. If you don't use it, you know, why bother having it? Because, you know, a lot of brute force attacks come through that. Uh, so there's like two-factor two authentication. So you have like the second step of uh, logging into your website, uh, which you can have on your mobile app. So when, when someone even finds uh, your, let's say, admin password uh, for your WordPress site, they would still need the actual, you know, physical phone of yours to actually have the code. So there's a lot of things like that, you know, uh, that are like, you know, activity logs, you know, see what kind of, uh, what the users have done uh, on the website. Uh, there's like a recapture, which you can put on your comment forms. Um, like all these uh, nitty gritty things that eventually, if, you know, allow you to kind of improve the security in general. Making it more difficult for the bad guys. Yeah. yeah. yeah just, just making it more, more difficult, yeah, harder to yeah. get in. Um, so WordPress by, by its very nature is like this extensible architecture, extensible architecture. You know, you've got WordPress core and then you chuck plugins and obviously yeah. a lot of people like to put a lot of plugins in, sometimes um, unnecessarily large amounts of plugins. How on earth do you keep how do you keep up with that? You know, because presumably, if you have a certain combination of plugins, that that might be worse than a different combination of plugins. I mean, how how do you even sort of keep up with all the possible things that could go wrong? There is just so many of these things that can go wrong. So uh, you know, it's it's one of the hardest tasks actually is to you know build your own like in our case like our our plugin or like our uh, WordPress plugin. Let's say it's so it has so like very deep features that can affect the website in a very strong way. But you know you need this for all these hardening features. So for these reasons, like testing with so many different plugins, making sure there's no false positives. For example, you know. It's a, it's a lot of work, you know, it's a lot of testing. Uh, so, I mean, I was wondering if that was it, literally just testing yeah, every testing. single combination. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, just you try to use as many things that you have already inside WordPress, you know, all the web uh, WP hooks and, you know, all these things that you can actually use. Uh, but then again, there's also other plugins who might be using these yes. hooks. So there can be a lot of conflicts with, you know, other plugins doing things, you know, maybe on traditional ways and... Uh, these things can actually, yeah, can cause like conflicts and all these things. So it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I speak quite a lot to, you know, plugin developers and theme developers and things like that. And there's a certain sense that the, the product over time, the more hours they spend working on it, the better it becomes. You know, so, okay, last week my plugin 
it was okay and I added these new features and now it's better. So, yeah. you know, constantly you're heading towards the top of this pyramid. I mean, it'll never be finished. You'll never get to the top of the pyramid. But all the time, your endeavor, the amount of work you put in kind of leads to a better product. Whereas for you, it must be slightly different because your, your product is always working with what other people are throwing at it, you know, the yeah. nasty stuff that people are... Do you, do, you, do you enjoy the work? Does it, like, is it enjoyable stuff to do? Do you find it, like, um, you know, do you, do you smile at what you're doing? Or is it, like, incredibly frustrating when somebody comes out with a new exploit and it's like, oh, oh, another one, I've got to start all over again? No, I think, like, because we don't need to develop the plugin to actually build, block the exploits, because, like, we have... Uh, like our firewall is modular, for example. So all the rules are, you don't need to update the plugin to be able to get the newest rules. So everything is coming from the portal, uh, you know, feeding the plugin basically. So for this reason, uh, we don't actually have to do any development for blocking new attacks. So for this reason, I think for us, it's more like very exciting thing to actually see how the whole ecosystem evolves. Like what are the new, you know, issues? Like past week we had like this, uh, uh, Actually, I think it was even on Monday we had like uh, one plugin that had like this vulnerability with, you know, this index.php thing. Got me. So I was also <laughs> talking to this developer and, you know, trying to understand. He's here. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. He's also coming to our meetup. Oh, nice. So nice. Uh, like I was talking to him and he was sending me the source code and we were like analyzing together. And so I think it's more like exciting things, you know, to see what can, you know, also others learn from these kind of things. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think it's like too frustrating. I think it's more like exciting to, you know, kind of, uh, it's like a constant marathon. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, it's like fighting the good fight, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do they, why do people do it though? Because one of the things that you often hear is, well, I, I only have a little website. You yeah, know, yeah. My website is, you know, I'm, it's I'm the not biggest selling. Myth. Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing anything that, that would warrant somebody hacking my, but it, that's not how it works, is it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's the biggest myth I probably, you know, you, everyone probably gets is like, like, why the hell would I need any security because my site is like just a bakery store, you know, some, you know, random place, you know, like, why would, like, there's no value in it. But the value is in the resources, you know, re resources of running this website itself. Like, if you have, like, any traffic, you know, it's already some of resources when you get it for free. So, you know, you can take it as, like, as you have this website running up then, you know, you are paying for it. You know, you're paying for the domain, you're paying for the hosting, but when someone can get it for free, it's obviously a value. So the other thing is that, you know, if you have like this, like we were talking about this component security issue in general, like you have just, you need one vulnerability and then you can scan all the web to find all the websites that have the same kind of software to just basically host, you know, ads and, you know, you know all these different things. So money is obviously one of the reasons uh, but the thing is that it's very opportunistic. So nobody is actually coming to your website and, you know, trying to hack your website. It's like they are hacking the software that is installed on your website. Is it ever an actual person? Is it? Do you think there's well, actual people? Eventually, who, there are actual people who yeah. write those exploits. Yeah, but they're not uh, actually. So, for example, if your website does get hacked, it's not usually yeah, a well, person there's no sitting there. Someone sitting yeah, there and hacking yeah. your website. You imagine it like on a movie yeah. or something. Some guy, you know, wearing a dark mask or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, that's know. not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what? So they're trying to hack into your website so that they can basically take over the computer that's that's running your website so that they can do stuff with that computer. Yeah. So what stuff do they want? do with that computer i think like um in the end of the last year or 
kind, kind of like in the middle of 2018, I would say, there was like this huge spike of uh, crypto mining, for example. So like this is very obvious reason, you know, it's resources on the internet. It's very easily accessible. So, you know, just taking over these resources is, you know, already a big value. So, you know, that's actually, you know, getting access to actual the, you know, money. Yeah. So access to the actual computer, let's say that is running your website. But the other thing is that, you know, just running ads, you know, if you have 50,000 websites running your own ads, it's money. And then do they, I mean, I've heard of these things, command and control, you know, where yeah, they, they yeah. can create networks of these computers and they can then go out and do bigger nasty stuff and take down bigger things because there's a whole network of things flooding the internet with traffic. Yeah, so DDoS attacks are very, you know, it's, it's a common thing that, you know, hacked, use, hacked websites are being used for that. Uh, but also other, uh, actually, if you look at, for example, if we analyze our firewall logs, what we see very often is that it, uh, the IPs that are attacking other websites are actually the IPs of uh, some very like you know big hosting companies. So this means that basically all these hosting companies already have a lot of websites hacked. So these hacked websites are used to hack on other websites. So you know it's all the bots. It's like resources that you can use to you know put like automated scripts running, and these scripts are basically just searching all the time for the new websites to hack. And it just spreads and, you know. So sometimes it might be about generating money for like cryptocurrency. Sometimes it's about taking down another property. Maybe, I don't know, they're a commercial rival or something. Yeah. But yeah. who, okay, so how, what do these hackers do? Where do they live? What are, I mean, do, do they, are they like organized? Do they like have offices in places? Do they, you know, ha what, what, what are they even, where do they, where do they live? Where do, where do they have it? What's going on? I think there's like very different kind of uh, adversaries when it comes to that. Like um, there's some, uh, I think uh, it was a few years ago where there was actually some guy caught who was running like a team uh, to do like this uh, SEO kind of injection thing, you know, just, you know, basically sold services for other companies to bring down the uh, SEO of the rivals. So there was a business yeah. Actual, business actual business with employees yeah. to, to destroy other people's websites. So yeah, so basically Aye. I would go like, I have this service, let's say, with like four people who are basically hacking websites to do like SEO spam. And then uh, you come to me as a service and say like, hey, I have this competitor who has like a really good SEO, please ruin it. So what we would do is that we use all these hacked websites to create like this black hat SEO. But Google, you know, understands that, hey, this is a black hat SEO. So they basically penalt the whole uh, rival of yours. So this is the actual service that uh, like some companies have provided and being you know getting caught with. Man alive, you can barely take it in, can you? But yeah, but you know you would pay a pretty decent amount of money for that service, you know, for you know getting your rival completely out from the search You can turn them results. off the internet for a half a day or whatever. Yo, depending it's, on it's how quickly actually, they can come yeah, back well, up. Yeah, it's, well, it's for a longer period. It's like a few months at least. And you ruin their search engine ranking exactly. in the process. That's the main point, you know, ruining their search engine ranking so you would come up as the, you know, main thing. Yeah, and do you ever get sort of metrics and like to be able to con convincingly prove that somebody, like you can point the finger at a particular individual or IP address and you know do, do you ever hand this stuff over to the authorities or? we have handled uh, some of the stuff over to authorities uh, when it comes to defacing for example because uh, we have uh, like we have a lot of kind of internal tools as I was already saying like the static cone analysis and we also have we own a database of uh, defacements so basically we get like two to three thousand attacks 
every single day, like hacked web information about hacked websites every single day. Uh, there's government websites, there's all different sorts of websites, and then these sites are uh, specifically being defaced. So there's like, you know, some political propaganda texts on the website, and there's like all these different stuff. So we have sometimes the IP addresses and like user agents and all the information of where the attack came from. So we can really quickly check if this user used a VPN to hide or mask their location and stuff. And if didn't, then we have actually kind of given this information to authorities. But the thing is that uh, you know local authorities don't really do anything if the attacker is from Philippine, Philippines, for example. So. Oh, it's a it's a hard battle. Do you do you get the sense though that the people that are doing this are actually you know clever? They're clever people with I think sometimes capabilities. Yeah. You know, they're not, not not always. No, okay. not always. Like a lot of a lot of uh, malware that you can find is very basic. A lot of that code is from you know ten years back. You know when the PHP shells were like you know used heavily, like they are used also now, but. Uh, but then sometimes you can find very decent obfus like obfuscations for the code. So you can just open up the code and you're like, hell, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's even pretty, you know, difficult to understand what the code actually does because it's, you know, just made to be so hardly understandable. And of course, there's the, the sort of increasing difficulty of the, you know, you hear about these sort of um, events like um, uh, pwn to own and things like that, where yeah. you know the guys show up and they're offered significant. Well, actually, you can be you can earn a decent living if you're an ethical hacker. Absolutely. Yeah. But they go and you know, th so these guys are, are the people that could create these exploits. That, uh, as luck would have it, they're creating the exploits and then giving them to the companies. But still, the level of sophistication. You know, they they get some sort of buffer overflow over here, yeah, and then yeah. they stick another thing on top of that, and then five things later, they manage to flip a bit on the hard disk, which does something else, and suddenly, boom, we're in. We've yeah, done it. Yeah. We've we've got out of Chrome's sandbox or whatever <laughs> it might be. And you just think, yeah, these guys, they're clever. You know, and they're very how clever. how do you like? Presumably, there'll never be a point where you can say. Yeah, we've we've done it. This is always going to be a battle from this this point on until well, forever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, especially WordPress's ecosystem is in a position where not only development, you know, actual development of websites is very simple, but also the hacking is very simple. Yeah. So you don't really need to be very clever to be able to hack a website nowadays. You know, you just need to find you know these. You don't even find the vulnerabilities yourselves anymore. You know, to get in. So, you know, you can just find like some plugin vulnerability that was, you know, even, you know, RevSlider had this issue, like I think two or three years ago. I remember. Like, uh, like it was like a havoc, you know. It's still being exploited, you know. It's still happening, you know. So even like, you know, for some guy to just, you know, get their hands dirty to, you know, with the hacking stuff, yeah. it's so easy. Yeah, amazing. Let's change the subject a bit. Stop talking about security. Let's talk about this This that place that we're at and this event. I know that you said that you've never been to a WordCamp in Europe before, this first yeah. time. First time for me at WordCamp Europe as well. Have you got like a, a list of like events that you're going to go to, things that you're going to attend, people that you specifically want to see? What I'm, what I'm wondering is if you're a kind of like a plugin developer, let's say that somebody's listening to this and they're a plugin developer and they're never taking the step of coming here. Do you, have you come like with the social thing, you know, or are you are you going to go and find people and try to try to increase your business whilst you're here yeah i think it's kind of both ways still like you know kind of find people who are in a position where they are thinking like yeah well i now i manage like 50 websites i actually should you know think about like how 
you know, what's going to happen if one of those are taken down or if the, you know, ser like servers that where I'm hosting all these 50 sites are they even secure to, you know, like the malware won't start moving, you know, between all those websites and like what can happen at this point. So I think there's definitely people like that here as well that we I would like to speak, uh, you know, and to, to meet. Uh, but also I think it's more like this, you know, community feeling, you know, uh, get in touch with the already customers and, you know, talk to them and see what they see, uh, how they actually feel about the product and so forth. So I think it's like a very, if you're a plugin developer, for example, I think this is a place where you should be, uh, like definitely, because that's the place where you can actually understand how people are using, you know, plugins and what they are looking from them and you can get like instant feedback. Are you quite, um, are you quite a confident person? Do you, you like walk into an event like this and you're happy to like just rock up to people and start talking or are you you're a little bit more reserved and, you know, have to break the ice a bit? I think I'm in somewhere in the middle. Well, I have practiced a lot. Like I've been to a lot of different conferences over the past two or three years. So like over the over time, you know, you kind of break the barrier. Uh, but I still, you know, it depends. Like sometimes I don't feel like just going jump in. I think so. you get better at these things, don't you? You just yeah, sort of yeah. practice it and you develop, you develop strategies and little one lines that you can give out. Yeah. And yeah. I, I was my first WordCamps. I kind of just stood and kind of felt a bit awkward. And then something happened and I started talking to somebody and suddenly a couple of other guys show up and, and before you know it, you know, after you've, after you've done this a little bit, the whole thing starts to, starts to mature and then people introduce you to other people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's great. I mean, look, there's like, there's probably like a hundred people in I, well, maybe not, maybe not that, but three, 3,000 people have come here. I think it was 3,000. Yeah. 3,000 tickets sold. They reckon that 90% are going to show. So yeah. 2,700. Do you like, do you like the WordPress community? I mean, even if you've not been to like the events, there's all the there's all the stuff going on in yeah, you know yeah. make.wordpress.org or Facebook Slack groups. or Facebook group. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. But I mean, it's amazing, yeah, isn't it's it? Really, really interesting. Do you, do you sort of get into that and get stuck into it? Would you say you've made any friends in WordPress? I think so. Yeah. Well, I met you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I mean, like, actually, I think it's really cool. I mean. I, I wasn't so much, you know, into this. Uh, like, I think it's a really new thing for me, actually, you know, all this Facebook group and stuff. But I realized that, you know, just to be there, you know, when people have issues, just help them out, you know, just do everything without asking anything back. I think this is like something that will eventually get you a lot back. Yeah, I think so. So yeah. I think this is, this is my strategy right now, just to be open and, you know, just to talk with the community and, you know, help people with the stuff that I know and you know if I have any issues that I will also post there like on these groups and stuff and people help me as well so I think it's just the resources that everyone should use. It's kind of like a famous thing people talk about this WordPress community and I, I, I believe it whether it's you know whether I've convinced myself of its truth or not I am I am convinced that that there is something pretty special about this community WordPress I don't know what it is. It's I think very well like built up community around open source software. I don't know much of an open source software that has such a big community. So but I also th I think the nature of you know, people who participate in open source, I, th I think there's something about those people. I don't yeah. know what it is, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've been to quite a lot of these events now and it, it, it just gets easier every time. And to be honest with you, I've been to lots of events that are not connected with WordPress and pretty much all the time I was kind of not looking forward to it. It was just like, you've got to go because you've got to yeah. go, you're made to go. Whereas these, I'm actually looking forward to it. You know, I'm, I'm packing the bag and I'm, I'm getting excited and, you know, doing stuff like this, recording these podcasts. It's just exciting. It's just interesting. And it feels different, right? 
like I've also been to like well, like web summit and to these uh, you know startup uh, conferences and all these like very you know suit and tie and stuff you know it's different you know it's like so it's like I feel like this um, when I've been to like uh, like you know uh, web summit and so forth it feels more about it's more like work you know it's like you go there you have like agenda you have to meet as many people as possible network 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 but here it feels more like you know easy going well it just it's very relaxed I've never went to uh, conference with shorts yeah shorts yeah, yeah i mean yeah i got my sandals on i've got a t-shirt on so, i've got some shorts on and that yeah and you know walk into the walk into the place and usually there's like some sort of social thing going on you know yeah. people sitting down having coffee having a beer or whatever and then you go to the talks and you know there's lots of different options here we are we, we are literally in the hallway yeah and there are people it's I mean, very it's not, good spot yeah i mean it is yeah we've, we've done very well uh, standing here <laughs> the uh you know it's just people hanging out having a chat making friends it's it's lovely it's really nice i'm, I'm looking forward to the next few days yeah are you going to be sticking around till the very end uh yeah we are actually i think our flight goes on sunday yeah so we're, staying around yeah, right until yeah. the bitter end i can't wait for the meetup today so i, I really am I, I there's like two options if there's gonna be a lot of people coming because we have reached out to a lot of people or there's going to be like no people coming up, but we have so much beer for ourselves. <laughs> Are you going to go and see Matt later today? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think that room will demonstrate just how big this event actually is. Yeah, definitely. It's happening in a couple of hours' time. Which, so. uh, which uh, track? So you have to go, I presume it's track one. I don't really know, but I presume okay. it's track one. But I went into the room the other day, uh, a couple of days ago, while they were setting up. It's huge. Yeah. It's enormous. And presumably it's going to be full. It oh, is yeah. the big ticket. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got. Um, I've, I'll hand the mic to you and say, tell us anything you want. You know, to well, drop, drop a URL or a Twitter handle or whatever. Yeah. You want. If anyone wants to, you know, learn more about WebWorks, for example, they can go to webworksecurity.com. Uh, go and get your free trial, and uh, there's like this chat bubble on the bottom, and you can write there and say, hey, I want to talk to Oliver. So I will, you know, I can reply to you directly from there. And if there's someone listening, I don't know, where, when are you putting this live? We're not sure yet. Maybe oh, okay. a couple of weeks. Maybe, oh, okay. maybe more. So I was thinking, like, if you're listening to it now and no, then it's you're not coming live. to no, our, you yeah. know, meetup, then, no. uh, but I guess not then. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Oliver, Sild, have a, enjoy the rest of your WordCamp. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. One of the purposes of the Press Forward podcast is to lift the lid on topics that don't get talked about enough to allow people to share their stories so that other people might listen, and by listening, they may gain an understanding that they're not alone. There are other people out there who have faced the same situations that you are facing. They have found a way through and can offer support to you on your journey. Maybe that person is already in your life, but they might not be. And that's what WPNOP is here for, to connect you with the support that you need. Press Forward podcast is brought to you today by Green Geeks. Green Geeks offers a specially engineered platform that gives WordPress users web hosting that is designed to be the fastest, most secure and scalable hosting available in multiple data centers. Their WordPress hosting makes deploying and managing WordPress websites easy with automatic one-click install, managed updates, real-time security protection, SSD RAID 10 storage arrays, power cacher and expert help 24-7 to make for the best web hosting experience. And we thank Green Geeks for their support of the Press Forward podcast. 
that's it for this week. Please let us know if you're enjoying the podcast, if you're finding it useful and helpful. You can reach out to us at wpnop.org forward slash contact and you can donate at forward slash give. Remember that there's a serious point to all of this though, and that is that WPNOP is here to provide help and support. That help is available for you or people you know, and it can be easily accessed at the WPNOP.org website. Please spread the word about this podcast. Tell your friends and subscribe on your favourite podcast player. And remember that together we can hashtag press forward. Mm-hmm.